Very excited to see you, um, Dr. Monique Thompson, and I am the founder of Whatsoever is Good, Zero Debt College Project, and I'm very excited to have everybody on the call tonight. This is a quick 30-minute call, and if you'd like to hear the replay, if you will listen to our podcast, you can listen to that and other tips as we'll be posting episodes weekly. You might want to grab a sheet of paper and a pen or make notes on your phone, on your journal, whatever works for you. I'm going to go over it's a lot of scholarship information geared specifically for class of 2023, class of 2024, and class of 2025. But I recommend that students who are younger also listen in and students who are in college listen in because some of these same things that I'm going to go over would apply to any student. All right. So first things first, I'd like you to send me a message in the chat. Let me know what your student's name is, what's their name, and what is their classification, class of 2023, class of 2024, and so on. Um, and also share with me if they already, feel, if you feel like on a scale of one to 10, that your baby is already, you know, their scholarship ready, and they just need to know some scholarship leads, we be a 10. If they are at the lower end of that scale, they are thinking about what to do after high school, they're not sure what to do, then that would be a one. If your child is kicking and screaming through the whole college application process, they regard the zero, right? Okay, so give me a scale of one to 10 on where you think your child is on that scale with 10 being they are totally scholarship ready, they just need some scholarship leads and then on down from there. Thank you so much for everybody that's joining. So why did we do a scholarship information session specifically for parents of male students? Well, because male students approach learning a little bit different from girls. And when it comes to the scholarship application process, everybody struggles with the writing essays, but the boys tend to struggle a little bit more when it comes to writing the essays. And so tonight I'm gonna go over some things that might help based on what have I've learned over the years. Um, many of you know that Dr. Thompson is a qualitative researcher. And we use a qualitative method in the work that we do in the Zero Debt College Project. And many of you know that I'm a behavioral scientist. I'm a psychotherapist, I've been practicing for 21 years. And so some of these insights come from my work as a scientist and as a practitioner. Um, I also teach. And so some of it also comes from me being um, at the university level. I teach for University of Phoenix. I've been there for, I don't know how many years, a long time. I was voted, um, nominated faculty of the year in 2021, 2022, and um, 2020. And so some of it also comes from seeing what helps students to get it, okay? So let's start off. I'm seeing there's a lot of 2024 and mostly people are counting at four or five, six, I see a seven. Yes, Dalvin is definitely at a seven. Um, okay, Josiah, Jalen, class 2025. Hi, Talana. Talana is my friend from forever ago. Hey, Talana. Um, I see a lot of familiar. Hi, Inga. How are you doing? Okay. So I see some 2025s. This is good. This is a good thing. All right. So you guys ready? One, I'm hope I don't even know if I'm recording, but I need to be. Uh-oh. Yeah, I am recording. Yes, you are recording. You are. Y'all help help your sister out. You know, I, I, I'm, I have an AARP card. I really do. Okay. 
So I'm gonna break the scholarship information session into two broad topics, okay? So here are two broad topics, if you're ready. The first broad topic is institutional scholarships, all right? And separate from that, we're just gonna call it non-institutional scholarships, all right? So let's start with the institutional scholarships because those are your large, chunky, full-ride scholarships. For those who are in class of 2023, we're gonna start with you because this is unfolding for you right now. You need to by now have filed your FAFSA, the free application for student for um, student aid. Those of you who are not in class of 2023, maybe you're in 24, 25, listen up because you're gonna, this is gonna happen for you. Every year, October 1 is when the new FAFSA opens up, but the deadline varies sometimes from state to state or school to school. And so you always wanna make sure that the best thing is to just get it done during the month of October. I see one of our college students or freshmen on the line, one of our student leaders, Angel is here. Glad to see you, Angel. So Angel knows that I'm a stickler for this, that you get this done in October. The other reason why you want to get it done in October is because sometimes there's a few problems with the FAFSA. You don't want to be worried about that. So if you get it done early, you can get that cleaned up. There's our first come first serve dollars at the institutional level. And some schools give you a nice little bonus if you get it done earlier on time. Some parents think that the FAFSA is all about free aid, meaning the Pell Grant, or things like that, or work study, or just about student loans. And while it does include those components, I want you to consider that we're about to talk about the non-institutional aid. Some of those things have nothing to do with the FAFSA, but you still need to have your FAFSA on file, okay? So the first thing I need you to all write down for your scholarship information is there's no getting around the FAFSA, just get it done. They do need your financial information, parents, and your student needs to turn in their side of the information, just follow those rules, okay? Next, um, when it comes to institutional scholarships, in class of 2023, I don't want you to think this is too late for you, but here's the scholarship information you need, to, like right now tonight, if you haven't done it, is apply to all the colleges you're interested in. Even if you're not sure which one you wanna go to, you need to by now have applied to all the colleges that you're interested in because we're talking about institutional scholarships. And I want you to think about how are you going to get awards from a school where you're not a student? And sometimes what you're thinking about is who's gonna offer me the most money? Well, I don't, they're not, the money is not going to be made to you who are not a student. So you wanna get that done, all right? So now by now in November, you've hopefully applied to all the schools you're interested in and you submitted your FAFSA and hopefully by now you're getting offers you're getting acceptance letters, and you're getting a better idea of where you stand when it comes to the amount of money that you still need for college, right? So, so far, you've got the FAFSA that you're going to do if you haven't done, and if you haven't yet, you're going to apply for college, all right? Now, class of 2024 and class of 2025, I want you to learn from what you hear that class of 2023 needs to have done by now because class of 2024, you are right behind them. This is your junior year and you have exactly this year to get your GPA up as high as you possibly can because this time next fall, you will be in the same shoes where you need to have applied for college. 
which you would not want to do sometimes if you think you just want to pull that GP up a little more, you want to get the ACT or the SAT score up a little bit more. Well, you don't have the whole year you have right now. So juniors, I need you to get those grades up, 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 okay? And get them up as high as you can so that you can begin applying for college this time next year. It's a common mistake to wait to figure out where you want to go to school to apply when actually you want to apply to the, all the schools you're interested in and then see where things lie, okay? So let's talk about the applications. There is no reason to pay the application fee. Just ask, just ask for a waiver. Another way around it is to go to college fairs. So parents of all the students, and this is why I want everybody to be on this call, always go to college fairs. <laughs> Excuse me, always go to the college fairs. When you go to a college fair, you want to take your scholarship resume with you. You want to take copies of your transcript with you. You want to take copies of your scores, your ACT, SAT with you. And you want to take your, your um, recommendation letters, just a blank or not blank, general recommendation letter with you. And you're going to go to those different colleges. And amazingly, they're going to be like making you offers on the spot, scholarship offers on the spot, and you can get your applications waived. So you want to not pay those application fees. But going to visit every school in the world is not possible. Going to a college fair is, and there are now a lot of virtual college fairs. So college fair, college fair, college fair, class of 24, 25, and those who are younger, and I mean kindergarten younger, take them to college fairs, just like they go to Disney and they go to the mall and they go do all kinds of other things. What, what is it hurting for them to go to a college fair? Nothing. So let them go and it lowers their inhibitions and lowers their fears. So you wanna encourage that exploration, all right? Now, last thing on institutional scholarships, and actually this applies more to 2024, 2025, especially 2025. You guys who are 2025, you're in your sophomore year. I want you to get your highest ACT by spring semester of your sophomore year because you can start getting really thick full ride offers spring semester of your sophomore year if your ACT is already in scholarship range. And you hear me a lot of times emphasizing the ACT over the SAT because the ACT is the one that you can more easily on your own do something about. The SAT is an aptitude test. Students who have been overexposed to a very rich environment or happen to have a very high IQ are going to likely do well in the SAT. Students who've been through coaching programs or going to classes can sometimes place well on the SAT, but it's an aptitude test. The ACT is an achievement test. So you can actually prepare yourself and do better on it. Both of the tests require you to be fast. And so you'll see me a lot of times telling all the kids to practice speed reading because you have less than a minute per question on either one and K through eight, you'll hear me talking a lot about wanting them to achieve math fluency, meaning I don't want them to just have competency where they can pass a test in class or where they can study and pass an exam. I want them to have fluency. So that means 15 minutes a day of math practice, grades K through eight, and it means speed reading grades nine through 12 because we want those ACT and SAT scores up to scholarship range, not just admission range. And so if we can get that done, then now you're getting those very good, thick institutional offers, full ride, full ride, full ride. 
because you're going to apply early and you're going to do your fast for early. So if they only have so many full rides and your baby was valedictorian and waited until the spring to apply and somebody who was not valedictorian but had really healthy scores and a really beautiful profile applied before your baby and got the presidential full ride scholarship at such and such a college, it was not unfair that baby had strategy and they probably came through the zero debt college project because y'all know I tell you what to do. So go get your money, go get all your coins, go get them early, early in the morning. The early bird gets the warm and she get all the scholarships too, okay? So scholarships institutionally are gonna rely on strategy with time, okay? Meaning do the scholarship applications early, do, and you're getting scholarship range, ACT and SAT scores. It means college exploration early. Go to college fairs. Go visit schools. Go see where you think you might want to go. Those are your scholarship opportunities at the institutional level. They're going to depend on your scores, okay? Now, South schools are not created equal, and some are more competitive than others. It means that you can get a 34 on the ACT and still not get a scholarship offer. Now, how about that? What do y'all think about that? That's, that's got to be the most... Like let down, biggest let down the world is for your child to get a perfect score on the ACT and then they don't offer them a quarter. Well, if everybody else got a 34 on the ACT, what just happened? It left the playing field right back down. So now let's talk about these non-institutional scholarships. <laughs> so this is where I want you to pay real close attention because we only have 15 minutes. And Dr. Thompson. Dr. Thompson, can you, can you repeat real quick the things you said the documents the kids should take to a college fair oh sure sure things you want to take to the college fair and let me be clear this is at any age not just your graduating seniors at any age what you want to take with you and i mean third and fourth grade too how many of you have seen that institutions offer summer programs for little kids right okay so you still want to take your baby scholarship resume even when they're little kids all right. And do they have money sometimes for the little kids coming to the summer program? Yes. And you wondered how did they get because they knew that child and they made some money available. OK, so even if it's a little kid, you want to take the scholarship resume with you. So you want to take your scholarship resume on your scholarship resume. You want to highlight your leadership service and your academics and career exploratory activities in the platform and zero debt college project. We have a course that students can take about how to create their scholarship resume. If you're not in our platform, because this is going to be broadcast on the podcast, if you're not in the platform, one way to create your scholarship resume is if you're in ninth grade to 12th grade, you can use Raise Me. It's Raise, R-A-I-S-E dot me. When you're in Raise Me, it's going to ask you about all your achievements, all your academics, all of your projects, all of your activities, church, everything, work experience, everything you've ever done in life. Do not skip putting everything down, put every single solitary little thing down because there are scholarships for everything, for giving blood, for being left-handed, for everything. So put everything down that you can possibly think and that then creates your scholarship resume. You're also going to take copies of your transcript. I say take official copies, but sometimes it's difficult for students to get official copies. But let me explain real quick why you want an official copy especially when you get to the 10th, 11th, 12th grade, you want to see what your class standing is and your official transcript will show that. You want to see for sure 
what is your weighted and unweighted GPA and your official transcript will show you that. So you wanna take your official transcript with you and you wanna take copies of your ACT and SAT score. Those are the things you wanna absolutely take. Optionally, but I recommend it is to take a recommendation letter that's just a general, please give this child a scholarship. But I'm gonna tell you my, my recommendation letters, they always get scholarships because there's some key components to the recommendation letter. And I won't go into that tonight because we're trying to cover just stuff for guys tonight, but there are some key components to the recommendation letter um, that we in all the time. Uh, I know if you're in the platform, Deanna Johnson, that's one of my babies. Deanna, make sure I write all her letters of recommendation, Rhea Riley, the two of them um, use that letter all the time. So they are two, two, two kids in the platform. If you want to know what that looks like, you can reach out to either one of them. And I'm sure they'd be glad to help you. All right. So why are we talking about boys this way? Boys need something to say in their scholarship essays. So now we're going to switch to talking about the non-institutional scholarship. Who do you see doing community service most of the time? It's the girls. It's the girls. It's a social issue, I believe. I think girls are just socialized to give service. So then the boys get all the way through and they haven't done any real community service. Nobody sat down with them to talk to them about doing community service. So the reason we're talking about this with parents of male students is now I wanna emphasize to you the seriousness of having them involved in community service at an early age. And I'm gonna to talk to you about the strategies when it comes to male students scholarship wise on using community service. So before I go into that, cause we really do have to stop on time. I wanna make sure I answer any questions. You can unmute yourself and ask your question if you need to. All right, we good? Okay, so if your son is like the boys in the Zero Debt College Project. And Angel was there for this meeting. He's on this call. Um, Dylan, I think his parents are on this call. The boys, we, we met with the boys this summer to say, okay, turns out boys are different when it comes to scholarships. Could y'all please help us understand? Dr. Thompson only has girls and I'm the oldest of three girls. I don't, I didn't understand what was going on with these boys. Our mayor has two boys. And we worked with them, but their mother, our first lady, told me, she said, you know, boys are different. And I was like, yeah, they are. But they were so hands-on with the boys that whatever I did, they would just make them do. I think, I don't know. So we got, we got Colin to get his scholarships. Caden Drain is another man. We got him to get his scholarships. And I noticed that there was a common thread of them having hands-on mothers. But then I saw some other hands-on mothers. They weren't able to get their boys to get these scholarships. And I'm trying to figure out what is going on. Why aren't they doing community service? What's going on? So we met this summer. And you know, the boys told me that they didn't like the community service that we were doing. They want to go outside. And they want to do things with their hands. And they don't want to be just... So last, summer, last fall, and I look back on it, and I'm like, I can easily see in hindsight how the boys did not participate. We collected teddy bears. <laughs> we collected teddy bears. We collected some books. And I'm looking back on it going, well, no, the boys weren't gonna. So the boys didn't really participate. But now when we did it at the community garden, they really showed up. So tonight I'm telling you guys that we need you to help 
us help your boys with outdoor community service. Or the other thing that worked well was for them to do community service within their career field, like very, very much in their career field. So as it turns out, the male students, and I can only speak for the convenience sample of the Zero Debt College Project, they're not really into just collecting stuff and just giving it to people just because. They don't really do just because. They don't do just because. So it has to have kind of a purpose to it, something they can see, and then they're into it. So we have an activity this Saturday. If they're local, they're helping with the marathon because they also told me they need to kind of begin and end. They, they need to start and finish. So this Saturday, they can help with the marathon and get four hours of community service. We have a Martin Luther King Day um, community service activity coming up where they can help with um, recovering two African-American graveyards that are historical markers here local in Louisville. All of your boys who are in class of 2023, 24, and 25 are likely going to need at least 100 hours of community service in order to get the Presidential Service Award. Why am I telling you that? Because the majority of the students who we are certifying for the White House Presidential Service Award tend to be girls. And I know for sure, so let me be clear, for sure that when we're talking about college admissions, when we're talking about institutional scholarships, when we're talking about non-institutional scholarships, having the White House Presidential Service Award helps you stand above and rise above your peers and get more scholarship dollars, okay? So with the girls, all we had to do was make sure they got their hours certified. But when we looked over at the boys, they didn't have enough hours to get certified. So parents, that's why I have you on this call tonight. It's a different conversation. I need you to make sure that anytime you see that we have community service, that you have your son there. Because four hours at a time over a year is going to add up to that hundred that they need. So at least have them come to what we're doing, all right? And second, if they're in ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th grade, then they need to meet with me, set up a time with me to figure out a career-related community service project. Usually that meeting only takes about 10 or 15 minutes. I could not make that up. Peyton and I had a five-minute long conversation, I think. And after that, he was off and running. Indeed, Caden's building blocks ended up on Clarice Tinsley's um, hero in the streets thing or whatever you call it. He now has over $600,000 in scholarships. He got to sit in on a surgery this summer and he wants to be a doctor. We aligned his community service with his field of interest, which was medicine. So he did Caden's building blocks, which was to get food donated for the pantry at Children's Medical Center. He did it to such an excessive amount that they, they, they had enough food at Children's Medical Center. Well, he, he needed to do something that mattered to him that was purpose-driven, okay? So that's what I'm saying to you, parents of, of the males. They, they want either purpose-driven community service or they want to do something with the beginning and the end that allows them to be outside. They do such a wonderful job when we go to the community garden that there's literally, we're there for maybe two hours and they've done everything there. They've, there's nothing left to do, you know? So they're very good at it. And I really want them to get the credit where the credit is due. Okay, so we have six minutes left. I'm gonna to talk to you about leadership. Leadership comes from the service, not the other way around. 
So what tends to happen is when the kids are involved in community service, they rise above and begin to be engaged in the service as a leader. In other words, at the community garden, Daniel Gibson, and I'm not sure if you guys listened to the podcast for his story, Daniel rose up into a leadership position because he loved doing the community garden. And so the next thing you know, he was like, we need to have more kids. You know what we need to do. So then he's having ideas and he became a leader. Okay. Same thing happened with Katie. He got involved in his community service and then he's like, you know, we should have something. So then they start having ideas and they become a leader. So this leadership comes from the service. Now, here's why it makes the scholarship essay so easy to write. Now your son has content for the scholarship essays. So because they have content from doing service and having leadership, it's easy for me or Tamia. Tamia is our executive director. She's a published author. I'm a published author. It's easy for either one of us to help them construct the scholarship essay once they have content. But when they're coming to us and they have been focusing on academics and don't have any community service, they don't have a story, they don't have something purpose-driven that they've done, then it makes it very difficult to create a scholarship essay that is going to win. So what I'm seeing in the boys is that they're writing essays sometimes, but they're just writing an academic essay. They're answering the essay prompt, it's grammatically correct, and they have something that's structurally fine, but it's not persuasive. And for you to win a scholarship essay contest or for your scholarship to get you a place in a presidential award at a university, it has to be persuasive. And the persuasive and motivational part of your content can only come from a true story. So that's just the way it works. So we're all the way back on integrity. Okay, so those are the things that I need you guys to know, parents of males, as far as the non-institutional scholarships go this year. All this service year, it is service, 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 no matter how old they are. And if they're a little bit older, if they're in ninth, 10th or 11th or 12th grade, set up a time with me so we can figure out a career-related community service project because those projects tend to be about 100 hours long. And so now you've kind of taken care of all of it in one, one fell swoop, right? When it comes to institutional scholarships, it is a time strategy, mostly. It is a time strategy, and you want to make sure that you're going into certain windows of time with certain things done. In the 10th grade, spring semester, that ACT score has to be at scholarship range, not just admission range. And the summer and fall of junior year, you're going to have to be ready to apply for school, which means junior year is when those grades have to be up at the very highest peak they possibly can. All right, I got a couple, like literally two, two minutes available for questions. Well, actually, first, did y'all get something that you could use? Did everybody get something you could use tonight? Give me a little feedback score. If you got some important information you can use, that that would give Dr. Thompson a 10. And if it wasn't very helpful at all, it would be like a five or four. If you got literally nothing from this, then just give me some feedback with a one or zero. Send that to me privately. Don't send that to everybody. But send me some um, information back. Give me a score here on how well things went for you tonight. All right, I appreciate y'all. Y'all are very kind. I think y'all are being nice to me. I really do think you're being very nice. So um, how should Andrew contact Dr. Thompson to request the meeting? I'm sorry, that's a good quick here. Admin at whatsoeveristgood.org, request a meeting time. 
So I put the email address in the um, chat admin at whatsoeverisgood.org. If they're in 10th, 11th, or 12th grade, we definitely need to meet so that we can figure out a career-related community service project. And if they are in ninth grade, it's okay if they don't do that just yet. I'd recommend it, but it's okay if they don't do it just yet. This Saturday, there's community service available, four hours. If you're available, make sure your son goes. If they can't go to that, then the um, other things, like if you're a virtual student and you're in Michigan or you're in um, California or you're in Detroit, I'm sorry, if you're on the East Coast, then make sure that you find something that you can do and what seems to be working purpose-driven or like a, something with a for sure beginning and end that is outside. I mean, really, it's crazy to me. They outvoted us, just so y'all know, because y'all know Texas had a heat wave this summer. Angel, you don't, I'm going to call you. Angel didn't even help Dr. Thompson. He is one of my favorites. Saturday, do the boys just find you to get the hours? On Saturday, I'm sorry, their contact Saturday is Jackie Shaw. She's the contact for Saturday. I have um, keynote speaking for Jack and Jill here on Saturday. And so I will not be able to make it there, but Jackie Shaw is going to be the contact for Saturday's event. And yes, I do have some additional information for Saturday. Um, if you are in our platform, it is there, but let me just real quick um, put the link for it. And, and if, you, if you can message me for Saturday, go ahead. I'm going to put my cell phone number here because it's such a short turnaround because it's already Thursday. If you need information for Saturday, okay? I got to go. Everybody's got to go. I so appreciate you guys for jumping on. I want all our boys to get all their money for school. And next time we do the Presidential Service Awards, I want to see all these boys get it. All right. We had 22 Presidential Service Awards this year. And we had some guys, but I want to see some more guys on that list. Okay. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, that's what Evan already has over 50 hours. That's what I'm talking about. So let's talk. Let's figure it out. OK, I'll see y'all next time. Expect some follow up emails from me. Reply to them. If you need me, reach out. OK, y'all take care. Have a good night. Bye bye.